Don't forget to check out Nerd to Know Bases here on Phoenix 92.5 FM with myself, Daryl O'Connor, and Bryn O'Rourke for everything nerd culture, video games, comics, and so much more. That's Nerd to Know Bases, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. every Saturday here on 92.5 Phoenix FM. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Sparta! All your base are belong to us. The balls are inert. And now it begins. Alright guys, and we are live here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, Nerd to Know Basis. Uh, my name is Dara Connor, and I'm joined on the line by my co-host, Mr. Bryn O'Rourke. Bryn, how are you, sir? Doing good, man. How are you? Good. Hungover. Hungover like you wouldn't <laughs> believe. But well, hey, it's your birthday, you know. So. It is. It is my birthday. It's special. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get sued. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, you know, it's... it's, it's what it said. <laughs> so, podcast uh, 11 we're on now. And, guys, this is cool. We've been talking about it for a while. I've been trying to get us onto iTunes, and now we are. So if you want to search Nerd2, the number two, no media, um, you'd be able to find our entire run of Nerd to No Basis and also uh, WVI Desk podcasts. The recent shows are going to be on there as well. So also, uh, uh, we're going to be saying this a good bit, but um, if you could be so kind as to leave us a review there, it will actually really help with uh, us being recommended to all the people who have uh, similar podcasting habits as yourselves. Yes, and it will help us grow, uh, potentially grow the show and grow the audience. So yeah. that would be amazing if you could do that. So look, we're not going to charge. There's no, there's no paywall or anything like that. But we do ask that. All you... it requires that you occasionally write a review and maybe yeah. a star rating. Yeah, and obviously mm-hmm. spread the word of the show as well. That would help us and a like lot. Other than subscribe well, and all that jazz. Yeah. Other than that, there's there's no there's no paywall. There's no nothing. So you know, just go over to Nerd Two No Media, and you'd be able to find. You know, you can subscribe there on iTunes, and away you go. It's also on MS Cloud and on SoundCloud as well. So there's mm. really no excuse other than laziness. But hey, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, look. First thing off the bat now, um, we're going to get into some serious topics. The serious topic being last night, um, Facebook. Yesterday in general. Yeah, Yeah, but I found out about it last night at 10 o'clock. Yeah, no, it happened yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, splitting hairs, splitting hairs. But uh, it's funny, right? The timing of this, um, Facebook was hacked last uh, yesterday. And it happened to the extent of 50 million so 500 million uh, users were affected. So uh, no, was, um, there was fi- there was 50 million accounts that were directly hacked, and then as a precautionary as a precaution, Facebook uh, reset tokens for another 40 million. Yeah. So I had to actually about four o'clock yesterday. I was urged to log in and out. Yeah. I know a lot of other people were the same. Now, just to kind of break this down for anyone who doesn't know, the Facebook when you log into Facebook. 
um, it actually produces a thing called a token, and that token is used to basically access your account. Now, this exploit that was run um, was actually it, it affects the account when you when you click view as. So on everyone's Facebook account, you can click into your own account and see a view as public. That token was hijacked pretty much. And it's funny, Bryn, um, I actually made a, a, a Facebook uh, chat bot. Uh, about 20, 12 hours earlier. About 12 hours earlier. And do you know how that works? <laughs> same token? The exact same way. Uh, so no, I was like, wow. Because <laughs> I was saying to you, actually, and no joke, guys, you can't make this up, um, it, how easy it was. And it's because it uses the exact same token that th- that was hijacked. Yeah, it's uh, it's very... Um... I mean, it um, it's it seems like a very kind of simplistic uh, vulnerability to have been able to expose. And from the you know, arguably, I mean, pretty much like the biggest social media company in the world. Yeah. You know, having, I mean, like, I mean, it, you know, it's very easy to say in hindsight, but you would think that features that uh, any feature that might actually be able to show those kind of tokens would be a bit more encrypted or secured well again you know there is and you guys can look into it you know chatbots are a huge thing now and how they work is they work used using um two tokens one from the the chatbot um service pretty much and then facebook this the vulnerability here is basically because it's it's ease it's so easy. And the thing about security is security will always lose to cost and also um, speed. So it was way easier to just have this ready and to be exploited by what's known as a zero day, which is something mm. they were either aware of or was there and didn't patch. So, you know, it also comes on the heels of a week, about a week removed from Mark Zuckerberg saying that our Facebook, you know, you can trust us with our data. We're really secure. <laughs> like, dude, no. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was funny because there was even like a, a quote that was being thrown around by the person who hacked the uh, who hacked uh, Facebook, saying that they were going to live stream them deleting Zuckerberg's uh, Facebook account. Mm. You know, they? yep. <laughs> Which is kind of like um, it's a it's a bit more of a nod towards being a supervillain than I, I I currently care for from uh, from people committing crimes, but you know. It's- well, here's the thing, and we still don't know yet because it's still so early into the investigation, but I put up on my own Facebook account that mm. I'm willing to bet any large sum of money or mm. mid-sized sum of money up to about 100 euro that um, this was uh, zero day from the Vault 7 kit that was leaked online yeah. last year. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, that was the, the CIA tools that were released on the on the, the dark web. And yeah, I, it probably is one of those zero days. We just don't know yet. But uh, if it is a case, it's like whoa. Uh, there, there's a lot lot of explaining to do for you know for, from uh, government agencies who have released these zero days into the wild. And this is what happens. You know, it's great news for us in the security game, but because we're going to make money, our stock's going to go up. But it's bad news for everyone else. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's the truth of it, guys. You know, it would, it's bad. You know, so look, if you were affected, which you, everyone was, just assume you were, yeah. change your passwords right now. Change your passwords right now. Also, as well, there's a the thing about Facebook. When you sign into certain things, certain apps are granted permissions. Go into apps and have and see what's there, and obviously sign out those and re-sign in. 
and look, use a unique password that you don't use anywhere else, and you know that's not gonna not gonna it's, do much. But it's generally it's taken. generally a good idea to have it be a memorable pass phrase that a pra- password is like the general consensus now. Yeah. So that like, um, the idea would be that instead of having it be a password, you kind of take. You know, a quick a quick sentence that you can remember really quickly. Maybe it'll be like a, a catchphrase from, you know, like, you know, if you had a cat, if you're put down like a phrase like say "What's up, doc?" and change like letters to numbers and that kind of thing. That makes it a bit more secure than just put uh, putting it. That's a bit more secure than putting in your uh, mom's uh, your mom's name and birth date. It's yeah. a bit more secure than that because it's it's a little harder to ac- to extract the information. Yeah, from- be- because you can you can there's a series of attacks and stuff you can do that can just guess them using we're using a thing called a word list. Yeah, the rabbit hole goes deep, and we don't want to get too technical into it. Yeah. But the moral the one, is- thing, the one thing I would heavily plug right at this point though, because it's relevant, would be the website Have I Been Pooned dot uh, com. Yeah, and Pond is, Pond is uh, PWN. Yeah, because basically. Um, you put in your email address and other credentials, and it checks to see if it's uh, um, if there's ever been a successful hack on it, and it, and hopefully it'll return saying that there hasn't. But if it has, that it might be a good idea to update your security settings. Yeah, and here's the thing, though, an interesting thing on our website, right? Just because you're on it, it doesn't mean that you were hacked. It means that at some point someone who had access to your email was hacked. Mm. So I was at one of my email accounts was actually on that and it was because of an old Adobe account I had. Oh really? Yeah, and Adobe was hit a couple of years ago. Yeah. And that was on it. So I would obviously changed passwords and stuff like that. Mm. But you'd be amazed how much you know there's so much made out of oh Facebook has our data. Oh Google has our data. Mm. Everyone has your data. You know <laughs> <laughs> so you have to really kind of be mindful of this when you're signing up to things, you know, and it's absolutely. Like, it's generally not a good idea, seen as a good idea to use, you know, when you get when you're creating it, when you're signing onto a service for the first time, and it gives you the option to either use your Google tokens or uh, Facebook as your login. It's yeah. generally not a good idea to do that. Yeah, don't. Because um, here's the thing, right? Someone said to me as well today. They're like, oh, you know, they were going through it, and they're like, oh, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook has a lot of things. I'm like, yeah. It's a perfect target. Like the, the main thing in hacking that you want is you want someone's email, you want someone's Gmail account, or you want someone's Facebook account. Oh like, yeah, they're kind of like holy grails at this point. Yeah. So you know, secure them. Don't just use password one two three or you know your <laughs> yeah. dog's mate, your dog's your dog's name and your mom's name. You know, it's yeah, actually it's, it's, having easily extractable extractable information from you is generally not a good idea. If someone can have just a basic conversation, basic five minute conversation, getting to know you as a person, if they're able, and if any of that information is in your password, it's not a good idea to have it there. You know? Um, no, it, it's like, again, it's, it, 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 look, it, it's common sense when you know it, but no yeah. one takes the time to know it. So that's why we, we feel like it's important to tell you guys this because, you know, I've had conversations with people where, even using public Wi-Fi, you know, something that would make mm. sense. You know, it makes sense when you know it and you can't believe that you've done it. But once once you find out how that works, it's really scary. And public Wi-Fi is terrifying. Like, we're in Blanchestown Center right now and there's public mm. Wi-Fi everywhere. And I wouldn't use that for love nor money because, you know, who knows who's on 
that network. You know, who knows who's watching what you're doing? It's not even that, but you know, you log into Facebook or you log. We're talking about the holy grail of hacking. You know, you log into Gmail. You know, on a on a public Wi-Fi, bang, someone has your password in clear text. Yep, absolutely. And then you know that's how easy it is. You know, it's just be careful, guys. You know, and and look into it. You know, common sense, common sense is king. And in in the age of that we're in now, where everything is so insecure, Mm. you you need to use your brain. So, yeah, it's worth being a bit cautious about it. You know, I mean, considering considering how much of your daily life you will be spending you spend you kind of attach to the internet you know like from just your basic connections with your friends and family to your business connections or um, academic connections to yeah. banking you know it's a, it's a good idea to kind of be a bit cautious about the fact that this could be extracted at some point yeah and look it, it's here's the thing it's weird to actually hear about a breach happening in almost in real time Usually you hear about breaches six, seven months later, like with Equifax or with Yahoo a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, like now it's it's weird that it's in live time. And this is obviously because of stuff like GDPR and that. And look, Facebook are going to get absolutely hammered with fines because this was a direct violation of GDPR. Um, they've been, they've been, they haven't been complying with GDPR for months. Yeah, but you know, we're, we're breaches. This is actually in the in the legislation. We're mm. breaches now because it was such a high level breach, and a lot of it's probably in Europe. I would not want to be Mark Zuckerberg now. No. <laughs> He's in for a bad time, and it's funny because yeah. that's uh, what happens when you peach uh, pizza instead of French fry, Dara. Yeah, you're gonna have a bad time. You know, <laughs> it's it, it it's funny, but it's also not. You know, yeah. we know people who are at the at the, the Facebook headquarters there in one of their security sessions and it's lolastic in <laughs> hindsight. You know, it really is. It's like guys, you know, maybe maybe work a bit harder. But um it is what it is. For yourselves, anyone listening right now, change your passwords. It's a good idea to change your password every couple of months. Don't use the same mm-hmm. password again and then you'll be fine. You know, and don't click on dodgy links. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's common sense. So yeah, until yeah. the next until the next big breach, um you know, just be safe, guys. So, moving on here. Uh, I, Venom is coming out next week. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not really enthused by the whole thing. No. I think it's going to be I'm, fun. I'm. I'm kind it. of like. I'm cautious about it. I mean, I want a, like. I mean, Venom's one of my favorite characters in all of comics, so I want it to be good. But. <laughs> I have this uh, this sinking feeling watching it that like it's not like that like it could be good but I feel like if it's bad it won't even be a fun kind of bad film you no, know it'll just be like, a it just be like it'll I, be I, like I, watching Daredevil 2003 where you go like this isn't even campy like it's you know <laughs> there's no there's not even like it's taking it so so seriously that I can't even have fun at its expense you know Mm. Like uh, that's kind of that's kind of my main feeling about it. I'm just like I'm not looking forward to it, um, but I hope it turns out good. I'm lo- I'm gonna see it, but I'm hoping I'm hoping that it turns out to be a surprisingly good film. Like I like the marketing. I thought the marketing is very good. Yep. And with the you know the world ha- has enough superheroes. I thought it was pretty cool. I, you know I just hope that's not the most creative part of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I've heard I've heard Tom Hardy say that in an interview that he based like his he based like aspects of like 
uh, Venom's the like his portrayal of Venom's personality on Conor McGregor in terms of being like an aggressive person who's constantly looking for a fight, mm. which is yeah. I mean, I, that's I mean that's a way to play Venom. I'm going to see how it, I'm going to see how it how it turns out. Does uh, he attack buses? Um, he. I mean, look, it's Venom, so he probably does. You know, like I mean. That like that that that's not that's not beyond the pale for the character. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, um, I, I that's I, you know I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna you know yeah. reserve judgment. Uh, I like yeah. bad movies, so if it's bad, then that's okay. I yeah, probably don't, you know, there's a like difference between being bad and being a fun bad film. Yeah, yeah. like I, I'm probably gonna go see Night School tonight. Yeah, and that's gonna be terrible, mm. but it's gonna be good. Yeah. You know, like, like, like was a, the recent bad film I saw, and that's fun. You know, yeah. like, but well, I don't I, think I, it's going to be that. Ki- I don't think Venom, if no. it sucks, is going to be that kind of an experience. No, like I you saw, know? I saw Mile Twenty Two there recently. Yeah, and that's a bad movie, but Mark Wahlberg's in it, so it's, it's fun, fun. You know, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing: he actually like. There's a line in it where he actually out Mark Wahlberg's himself. Oh, unreal! He actually that's says, line, "Hey, he's like, hey, say hello to your mother for me." And it's just like, you know, that um, the SNL parody. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm Mark Wahlberg. How are you? He's like, Say hey to your mother for me. And it's just like, wow, we've now out-meted it. You yeah. know, we've gone so meta. It's 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 ridiculous. But I would say, look, it's a fun movie. Ronda Rousey's in it. Mm. She um, she can't act. But, but we knew okay. this before. This was, but that, but That's okay. <laughs> that's, been esta- that's been established a very long time ago that uh, Rhonda has no acting ability whatsoever. She just looks uh, angry all the time. Yeah, that's all she can really do. <laughs> like, she, can look, she can look kind of like the, the Miz girl. Yeah. As well. She has that look yeah. too. But like, um, I mean, um, I mean, th- that's kind of like her range. You know, the, the the other thing she does really well is look like she genuinely wants to be be in the place that she's currently in. That's about it. Those are her three settings. <laughs> like, does she have an evil setting? You said it no, to evil. not really. It, like her evil setting is like her looking moody while Evanescence plays. I think is her moody setting. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of Evanescence, have you ever seen My Immortal? Yeah, the yes, I the, the fan fiction. No. <laughs> okay. All oh, right. No. All right. So, guys, let's go back <laughs> to the old internet of oh. 2008, I believe. Hmm. There is a Harry Potter fan fiction online uh, called My Immortal, and it's about Draco Malfoy falling in love with a vampire princess. Oh, Draco, oh, Draco Malfoy is also Draco Mac, uh, Malfoy is also a vampire princess. Oh. And it's the uh, it's it's amazing. Oh, that it's sounds awful. I have yeah, to I'll, read it. I well, no, even better, even but you don't have to read it anymore. The channel, the Internet Historian, has actually done a reading with it <laughs> of the whole thing with Sudhouse. So um, yeah, it's fantastic. I'll, we'll post it on the Facebook page, Nerd to No Basis ninety two point five Phoenix FM. And uh, yeah, you guys will be able to check it out there. It's, it's fantastic. I, I'll, I'll clip a bit of it and put it in for the, the podcast listeners. But uh, I would recommend it. It's very, very good. It kind of gives for anyone who, you know, misses the old internet of message boards and absolutely atrocious things that <laughs> just is hard to believe. You know, it's so cringy, but it's great. And uh, another thing I want to plug real quick GOG.com. I'm obviously yep. not getting any money from GOG. 
yeah, we're not getting any money from GOG.com, but not yet, anyway. Uh, not yet. <laughs> but I, no, but uh, you know, it's my birthday, so I want to give you guys something back. Um, you can get four games at the moment for free: Shadow Warrior, Star Gunner, Bio Menace, and Tyrant Two Thousand. There's a oh. link over on our Facebook page now to it. And you just get those games free. They won't cost you anything. You know, you just got to sign up. And GOG is great because there is no DRM. So you can, you know, you download Shadow Warrior and you can play it on anything. As many devices as you want. I love GOG. It's great. But I just wanted to say that real quick, guys, because, uh, you know, happy birthday to me from everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's like I'm actually replaying Shadow, Shadow Warrior at the moment. And that's how I came across it. It's a fantastic game that is worth actually going back to mm. and it runs on pretty much everything it even runs on ubuntu really well in linux which is crazy yeah uh, uh it's always nice when games run well on linux <laughs> yeah but it's, it's weird when they were then when they run natively and it's not run through wine yeah like, it's like even weirder when they run well natively well gog has uh their settings where their games are compatible all the way up so they're compatible on windows up to windows 10 and from windows xp uh, Mac and uh, Ubuntu 14, 16, and 18. Sweet. So that's pretty good. Like, it's for anyone who's not like Linux doesn't really run games that well unless you install Wine, which allows you to mm. install Windows programs. Yeah, but basically uh, less the exe- executable files to work. Exactly, exactly. And GOG are one of the only websites that actually like ensure that happens. So, like, because some people install Steam and they'll be like, oh my God, what's going on? Why is it not working? It's because Steam don't care. <laughs> They're yeah, like, we have no. our money. So, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, there was so, I don't know if you uh, heard, but there's been some uh, pushbacks for Fox movies. Go um, for it. So, um, Alita, which was supposed to be out pretty soon, is getting pushed back to Christmas. Um, I don't know if you've seen if you've seen much about the about that film. It's like basically they're uh, them doing like a live action anime style thing. Yeah, but don't uh, yeah, but like that's getting pushed back to Christmas. Um, they're also gonna uh, there was uh, Dark Phoenix was supposed to be coming out. Um, I think it's supposed to be coming out in March originally, but that's being pushed back to midsummer. It's gonna come out in June now. And we're also getting word about uh, further pushbacks for Gambit, which was supposed to come out about 10 years ago and is still <laughs> getting pushed back again um, for a release in, um, is going to get uh, released in about 2020. And uh, there's also talk of a, re- of a PG-13 re-release of Deadpool 2 it's for people who are just too young to see the, uh, uh, the proper cut. So um, the, oh, those are coming attractions from Fox in the next for the next year, year and a bit, year and a half. Mm. Um, yeah, I, like, what's your take on the fact that like they that they do these like uh, PG thirteen re releases of Deadpool? Dollar bill, Joe. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. like, it's, it's, like, it's a good money move, but like, I mean, do you feel like it, have you seen the PG thirteen re release for Deadpool one? Why would I do that? Just out of curiosity. No, like it's it's ridiculous, you know, yeah. like. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get it. But here's the thing, right? And here's the fundamental thing that suits don't understand. Mm. Right? Kids don't want child-friendly things because they're lame. All the time. Right? It dep- it, I mean, like, it, I think it depends. I no, mean- like, hold on, hold on a second, right? Because I just, just, like, I know what you're going to say. I, just, just, here is the thing, right? 
the Genesis or the Mega Drive, the whole marketing strategy was, look at the games we have. How cool is this? Your mom won't let you play this. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? It wasn't aimed like they pretended like it was aimed at college kids and like thing. It wasn't. It was aimed at the five and six year olds who are like, "Ooh, Mortal Kombat's on this with blood. I want to play Mortal Kombat." You know, <laughs> compared to Nintendo at the time, where they were like, "Oh, we have Mario, and our, our Mortal Kombat doesn't have blood in it." You know, mm-hmm. it, that's how Sega were able to get the upper hand. Fast forward to now, you know. How many kids do you, you see when you walk into GameStop or something? And Dude, you worked in GameStop. You know this. Yeah. They, they will, they'll pick up GTA and they'll pick up you know, Call of Duty. Yeah. They won't pick up the Nintendo games after a certain age. The people who buy the Nintendo yeah. games are you and me. Yeah, well, this, this, this like, just spe- uh, specifically talking about my experience in GameStop. So, like, sure. um, I mean, th- I remember talking about with my manager when I started where he's saying, like, look, you know, they... You know, if they're it's like he's gonna like look, you know, we're not dumb. If a seven year old wants to play Call of Duty, he's gonna play Call of Duty. But like officially, they have to have a parent with them to do it. You know, it's like and by all means for that rapport and whatever, do discuss it with them to make sure that they understand that this is gonna be a bit intense visually and might not be comfortable for their kid. And it was just like, yeah, that's fine. And you know, most of like I mean, granted. I mean, the amount of times that like that you did have an under eight getting a 16 plus game, was, I can count them on one hand, the amount of times it happened. And this is like, this is over the Christmas period too, when I worked there. So it's, uh, it, you know, it's not exactly like it's a period where um, it's not like exactly like a period where there's only going to be a few isolated incidents where you'd expect it to happen. But I did see isolated incidents. And it's just a case of like, in those uh, in those th- in those instances, going well, you know, his friends really want to uh, really want to play it, and he, you know, it's like he has been okay with other things uh, thus far, so we trust them. It's like that's fine, but I have talked people away from buying them when they didn't. I have talked people away from buying them when they weren't sure about their kid. It's like you have to talk to them about it because, like, you know. Again, it is it is a case where it comes to gore. Some people don't have the best reaction to it, you know. But like, it's, not even a, it's not in a gore sense. It's it's the fact that there are certain things that are inappropriate for kids. Oh yeah, and like that's fair, and that's why they're rated that way. But that's not really the the the. Crux. I know what you're. I know what like, you're saying though. But it's, it's like it's the, uh, like it's the like when kids are that age, it's the cool factor. You know, they want to. Sure, look, it's the same with wrestling. You know, yeah. everyone who's still a wrestling fan got into wrestling through mm. a brother or a cousin or a dad or yeah. you know whatever they got through because they're like, oh, I'm allowed to watch this. Sure, even mm. when you're eight, when you're a child and you're watching an eighteens movie, you know, it's cool to watch it. You know, yeah. Well, there's but, that thing of going, I shouldn't be doing. I like, shouldn't be doing well, this exactly. I, think, I, I mean, at the same time, I mean, I know from my like from my childhood, I like I, when listing some of my favorite films, I would run a gamut between saying, well. Well, I love I love RoboCop, but I also love uh, I also love Neverending Story, and you know one's Universal and the other one's Eighteens. So like, yeah, but like I don't again, think it's that holds like exactly true that they only want one kind of experience. That's not what I'm saying. What, what I'm saying is it's the, there's the cool factor in one and and the lack of cool factor in the other. And, Neverending Story was cool. I, <laughs> yeah, but like you know why do why do people like Deadpool? Because you know he. 
is funny. He's violent. Yeah. He makes dick jokes. Oh yeah, but it, like there's you it's know. it's like neutering the essence of the character. Yeah, if you if you castrate the character, mm. he's not the character anymore. He's Deadshot. Um, that's not fair. <laughs> you know, he's Deadshot, or he's you know uh, Slade from Teen Titans. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, okay, what's the point? Like, most of Deadpool one and Deadpool two are jokes about his penis. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, are you gonna just remove the, those? Right. Yeah. Like it's literally well, capturing the character, you know? Yeah, but it's it's literally. I think it's one of those things where, like, um, I, like any time that you have seen Deadpool show up in, um in any kind of like more kid-friendly avenue i think they've always found a very clever they've found clever ways of working with the character i agree rather no than, I'm, I'm like, like rather than uh where he doesn't seem neutered where he doesn't seem neutered it's just a case of like in this instance you are literally neutering the character it's kind of like yeah. when you see, um uh whenever you see like a tv edits for swearing mm. You know, or, like at the or, the infamous one that there was for uh, uh, snakes on snakes on the uh, snakes on a plane, where it's like I've had enough of these mother loving snakes on this mother loving train. Oh, geez, that's really bad. <laughs> yeah, but no, like it's like you know if right because this is possible now if mm. Deadpool showed up in the Avengers, yeah, or if he showed up in a team movie, you know, a team up movie in the MCU. Mm. That would be a different scenario because yeah. you don't need to have. Oh yeah, but I know, think all the stuff. But like, yeah. ha- I think having- it's also a case of like Ryan Reynolds is so comfortable in that character that he can absolutely nail. Oh, he would. He'd be, he'd be a unreal. Version. He'd be he unreal. Just meta joke his way out of it. Yeah, you know? and look, and that's totally fine. But the issue that all that isn't isn't the issue because it. If they wrote a movie from scratch and said like this is going to be, you know, kid friendly, right? Yeah. And they wrote it from scratch, and they had a. It would be awesome. Yeah, I can That's tell you not, one thing for certainty: there would be one hundred percent less references to strap-ons. Yeah, they're they're probably yeah they're, they're exactly. <laughs> it's a tiny <laughs> joke in both films, but, but it's there. A whole <laughs> yeah. lot less of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and or and drugs and everything else that's in the yeah. movie. Yeah, like when you're like that's the the problem is you don't. Yeah, if anything, it's an editor's nightmare. Yeah, like what? Like, what are you left? So <laughs> what are you left? Like you could probably cut two movies together and it'd be a really tough slog for ninety minutes. Yeah, like ha- taking a pre-existing movie that is so you know it's like it's like trying to cut the Passion of the Christ up without <laughs> any Jesus in it. Yeah, like, hey, like what are you gonna do? Like you just yeah. shoot the ground for twenty minutes for an hour and a half? It's like yeah. I just I think this was a bad move. It just it. It ruins the whole point of the character. You know, the, the whole reason why it was made in the first place was because of the success of Logan. Yeah. So, look, studios just make, if you well, want to. to, like, to be fair, Deadpool was made first and then it was the other way around. Yeah, but, you know, still. Like, still. But, like, saying that it was made off the success of Logan when it's factually incorrect is a bit weird. <laughs> like, okay, fair, fair. Like, temporarily, I'm, like, I'm, temporarily I'm, incorrect answer. I am hungover. So I apologize, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, you are right, Brent. But you know, I, I mean, like the zeitgeist in general of pushing mm. the barrier towards. Uh, yeah, well, I think I think there, we've got a really cool thing where if um, if uh, Disney want to, they can actually decide that they're going to have like the Fox kind of properties be more of like a mature rated uh, property. 
and have that be and have that like range into being you know at the at the tamest PG thirteen all the way up to R. And I think that's a pretty cool. I think that would be a pretty cool thing for them to do, just because it kind of diver- diversifies the kind of stories that they tell. Yeah, you and know? I think and I think on that point, uh, we're going to take our first break mm-hmm. of the evening because uh, yeah, the damn bills got to be paid. So guys, we'll be back after this break here on Phoenix ninety two point five FM. You're listening to Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Okay, so you're catching us on the podcast and you want to find out, well, what if I want to listen live and I'm not in Ireland? Well, the TuneIn app has you covered. That's TuneIn. Just look for Phoenix 92.5 FM and you'll be able to check us out live. Don't forget, if you want to contribute to the conversation, go over to Twitter. nerd 2 no 92.5 is our Twitter. That's nerd 2 the number 2 no 92.5 is our twitter for the show if you want to chime in you can every saturday 5 p.m to 6 p.m here on phoenix 92.5 fm Okay, guys, and we're back here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Uh, sorry for the dead air, but it is what it is. We are back, nerd to no basis. Uh, my name is Daryl Connor, and uh, Bryn, let's continue where we where we stopped so, there. Yeah, we're just talking mainly about Fox and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I, I think it, I, I don't think it's going to make. I don't think doing PG thirteen Deadpool is going to make them as much money as they expect it to. No, uh, I no, don't. Expect, it, it, I don't expect it to be a massive box office, but that's mainly because I think that you know, you know, if anyone who's gotten a chance to see it has probably seen it by now. Yeah. Um. You know, even if you are a kid, because it's like I mean, the the Blu-ray and stuff is out already. So, yeah. Like, here's the thing, though, right? If you're gonna, if you're gonna see it, uh, you're gonna just stream it or yeah. buy the Blu-ray. And like, what it what they should do is in future release them simultaneously. Yeah. That would make more sense instead of X number of weeks out or mm. even a year now at this point. It's like Deadpool 2 is already, it's already, you can buy it now on the Sky Store. Yeah. You know, so it's like you, you miss the boat, guys. You know, I, I know there's some people who go see it just because they want to see Deadpool in the cinema, but they probably won't because it's like all the best, all the best jokes are taken out. So, yeah. It, this is a no win situation. And, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like that's just it's just bad. It's a waste of money. Yeah. Another thing that's another thing that's looking out to be a waste of money here, uh, mm-hmm. and I am quite interested in is the new Dark Phoenix movie. Um. Yeah. Again, it's another no-win situation. I think. How so? Um. Just because, like, I I don't think that they're. Um. I don't think that the. Like, I I really like X Men First Class, but I. Th- the apocalypse was a straight up dud of a film mm. and it's i i think um the like days of future past i'm very like, i don't have any like i don't have anything 
negative to say about it other than like with time removed from watching it i'm very ambivalent about it i would never want to watch it again you know um whereas like first class is arguably the best uh x-men movie made so far you know i mean you could argue logan but i would say that's not even an x-men film um but you know what i mean it's yeah um and i'm not real how i Outside of the fact that I think she kind of looks like a young Jean Grey, um, like you know, the actress playing Jean um, in Dark Phoenix, I don't think she's, I don't think she actually portrays the character in any real significant way. That makes she looks her. like her. Yeah. She looks like her, but that's about it. And know? she was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, like Michael Chiklis looked like the thing. He didn't do a good job though. Like no. <laughs> you know, it's. Um, that's the problem with the Fox movies, though. They're oh. extremely, extremely hollow. Yeah, I mean, oh, the, the like the last, um, the like Apocalypse was was really hollow. Where like the only the only character who had who had any kind anything re- resembling motivation had nothing to do with the actual plot of the film, you know, and like everyone else just like. It's there out of a sense of plot convenience rather than like actually having a uh, having something resembling a, a logical reason for why they're at the uh, how they reach the finale of the film. Case in point, Wolverine. Well, it's not even Wolverine. I mean, you can say about Cyclops and Nightcrawler, who like are, are just there in the film, <laughs> like you know, it just shows up th- throughout Apocalypse. Like Here's the thing, though. Like, what in Dark Phoenix? Mm. It's made. Yep. You have to. They have to do more reshoots. Yep. Again. The fo- Again. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the third round. Third of round. Yeah. The Fox deal has gone through. <laughs> so yeah. this is all pointless. Yep. What should What should mm. Disney do? Honestly, I think it should be a straight to DVD. Yeah, or point. or the streaming service that's coming out soon. Yep. And well, I th- like, I've heard both of those uh, things mentioned. I've also heard that it may never get released ever. Oh no, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that because I want to see. I, it wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see it happen to them, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Yeah, no, it, it, it does seem like it's probably never going to get released. But the thing about it is, it's like it's so incredibly pointless because you know Disney are going to recast everyone probably. Yep, going to launch them in, a, in probably at the end of Avengers four. Uh, well, it probably won't be the X Men, but there's talk it's going to be Silver Server or some kind of yep. link into the 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 Fox property. Yeah, uh, it's a mess though. It's like I feel bad for everyone involved in it because it was looking out to be pretty good, but even the trailer that came out, there was nothing there that pulled me into it. The content I actually read an article there going through the continuity, yeah, the continuity of, of the new X Men, and it's like it's supposed to be set in the nineties. So by its logic, Michael Fassbender is supposed to look like Ian McKellen in eight years. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, but the same. Some people say, "Well, Wolverine gets bigger every in every prequel." It's like, well, that's a good point. Yeah, Wolverine's <laughs> a beast by you know the end of that. Even in you know the the what the apocalypse, he's a monster. You know, yeah, he's just. He's tiny. He was so he was so weedy in the uh, yeah. in the first X Men movie. Yeah, it's like this makes no sense. So it's like while I appreciate the the stretch for continuity and Deadpool, ironically again getting back to it has helped kind of 
plant us where we are. Yeah. Um, in the went back in time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So he kind of fixed a lot it, of problems but, at, the, at, the, at the end of Deadpool too. <laughs> it's solved an awful lot of problems. But what I do like about the end of Deadpool two being a time travel thing, mm. it's he can show up now in the MCU without any real problem. Yeah. You know, like it's not an issue for him to be like, oh, hi, Captain America, you know, <laughs> or actually, no, more realistically, hi, Spider-Man or Taskmaster, yeah. you know, <laughs> which would be yeah. incredible, you know, having... Or, or like even if he just called him by his real name. Hi, Peter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. I, like, I actually really, really do need to hear uh, to hear the, um, the line, uh, what the shit, Parker. Set, be said at least once in a film. Well, <laughs> here's here's look, look. I tell you what, right? The the lads behind the PG Deadpool movie, yeah, scrap that, right? That's scrap that garbage. Spider-Man here's what Deadpool. you do: Spider-Man Deadpool, print oh. money, absolutely, oh, print money. You know, they, they they would not be able to merchandise fast enough. You know, okay, fair enough. Not even Tom Holland. You could you could even bring in. Andrew Garfield again or Tobey Maguire and just have those off spin-offs and then have Deadpool working through the Spider-Verse. Oh, uh, you know, you can so great. Just, like, just use your brain. <laughs> use your brain for five minutes and use what you have. Like the Spider-Man license is just there waiting to be exploited. You know, Sony wants Sony want to launch their own their own yeah. uh, thing with Venom and all that's going to suck. So they could just yeah. work with Marvel and Fox and be like, boom, here you go. Yeah, you're gonna hear your Spider Verse. You're, you're, you have a Deadpool trilogy where he's jumping through the Spider Verse, going through the thing. You meet uh, uh, Miguel Ma- O'Hara and, in the you know, 2099. <laughs> you can just do whatever you want, like, and it could be totally oh, God. wild. It doesn't need to be R rated, it could be, you know, G- universal. Yeah. You print money, but no, they won't do that. No. I, I swear to God, I think it's run by Vince McMahon sometimes. <laughs> no, if, if it was run by Vince McMahon, then all we would get would be. Uh, no, all we all we would get would pretty much be Captain America films and nothing else, and that's basically how it go. <laughs> like you might get the Submariner with Roman Reigns as the Submariner. Um, no, because <laughs> <laughs> again, it's like he will he'll take someone who's moderately over and uh, push them like they are the most over thing in the show, like over thing in the MCU. So Captain America. You know, that's a very good point, actually. You know, he could. That's like, a very he, good point. Yeah, he could. Yeah. He could push uh, more popular characters, but no, Captain America. <laughs> like <laughs> you like what I tell you to like. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, this man is so uh, out of touch that he lo- he was genuine. He genuinely lo- was shocked and loved the Hail Hydra turn that Captain America had. <laughs> that's what Mister Man is. Oh my God! Yeah. Speaking of which, actually. Uh, going to comics there's a lot of really cool things happening in comics at the moment um one of which being doomsday clock yeah which is arguably the best dc property that they've done in about 10 years Mm. for anyone who doesn't know i can't get into it too much because it would ruin it completely for you however it is pretty much the reintroduction of the watchmen characters to the larger dc universe right so Jeff Johns is writing this. So alone, you know, it's fantastic. Issue seven is out this week, and it's arguably the best comic of the past ten years. 
That's a bold statement. Yeah, it's a true statement. It's a bold statement. <laughs> it's a true statement. It's so I mean, good. East and West so came good. out in the last 10 years, dude. <laughs> this is better. Uh, no, it's so good. And like, uh, look, I'm biased. Jeff John's my favorite writer. So yeah. I think it's great. But it's just, it works so well. At mm. the same time, there's a new event come out as well from DC called uh, Heroes in Crisis. And number one was out this week. Mm. Uh, a lot of superheroes are killed in that. So you know, maybe not one for the kiddies, but a very, very good read. I'm, I'm interested in seeing how it is going forward. Marvel is is dying a slow death, with the exception of the new Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Getton, or Edge of Spider-Getton, which is out. That's going to um, be an interesting one. You now, here's what you'll like about this. Spider-Getton Zero came out, right? Yeah. Guess who meets who? It's going to be Miguel and Peter, I'd say. Better. Two, two Peters. The superior Spider-Man, which is Doc Ock as, Spy- as Peter Parker. Oh, that's interesting. And PlayStation 4 Spider- uh, Spider-Man. Oh. They meet each other. Now, why is, that in- why is that interesting? Because of the auto relationship yeah. that's built up in that. So I haven't got it. I haven't read. I, I can't get issue zero yet. It's mm. out the 26th. So it is out this month, this week. But I haven't been able to get it. I have it ordered. But Edge of Edge of Spider getting is fantastic. Um, you know, if, if anyone like Edge of Spider-Verse that was out a couple of years ago, it's very similar, but the net is wider. And uh, there's a new Sentry issue out as well. Sentry's quite good for anyone who does not. I think Sentry's going to be a big name when... Well, they've been uh, trying to push Sentry like he's Superman for about 15 years, so... Yeah, but now they're going to do it in the MCU, so people know who he is. Like, for anyone, Sentry is literally like a god. Yeah. Like... Literally, like he's just—he's the most powerful hero in the Marvel universe. So powerful, in fact, that his alter ego is a psychopath that kills everybody, and the only way they could actually undo it is by wiping his memory. <laughs> yep. Comics are weird. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, but you want Moon Knight because that's how you get Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah. You know, so w- with the expansion of the MCU, these characters are coming out now. But you, looking in comics, you're kind of seeing the trends that they're going towards. And the fact there's a new Century book out, it's pretty clear that that's going to happen very, very mm-hmm. soon. Uh, other other comics that are out this month, this week, uh, and in the run of things that are quite good that I'm reading at the moment is uh, the new Power Ranger series so yeah. it follows on from shattered grid uh, it's called beyond the grid so mm-hmm. kyle higgins uh has uh, moved away from writing it so it's not as good uh as the Odom, but uh you know it's okay you know people seem to really like that run i really like the run i think it's it's surprising that a power ranger book is you know ever since kyle higgins took over with that it's sitting on a hundred percent rating it's one of the highest rated comics this week that's crazy so, uh, yeah, like again, when we do a uh, topic this, you know, you read comics, I read comics, some more listeners probably do, but so people who don't, you know, the question I get a lot, Bryn, where, where do people start with comics? Um, you know, that's, I think on it, I think for me personally, um, because like I, in terms of like my, cause like, I don't really kind of read contemporary comics all that much. I tend to kind of just either look for um for famous runs or recommend i kind of live off of famous runs and uh recommendations from people um but one uh, one resource i always try to uh i will always look towards as well is um anything that can kind of be a one-off story so like 
I love uh, the DC Elseworlds for that reason, where you get like, because um, you can get some really, really, you can get some utter trash in there. Don't get me wrong, but you also get amazing story, amazing stories like uh, Red Superman Red Sun, which is in and around one of the best uh, Superman books that's ever been written. Basically, yeah. the idea is that what is like the it's answering the the question to what if instead of landing in the uh, the heartland of America, he landed in the heartland of russia communist russia of communist russia and it is amazing Um, it also answers the question what i like about that is mm. it answers the question why superman isn't an alien yeah he is a human yeah he's a man you know who lived in it it draws into stark context right Mm. so why is superman good not because he is a godlike you know, metahuman. It's because he was raised by mm. mom and pa Kent. Yeah, it's like their influence is. Yeah. So and it, like it kind of. Um, I mean, there's been some really, really good books over the last couple of years, especially with Superman, where you know, and like I can talk uh, like Superman. When I when I was younger, I hated the character because I thought he was so boring. But yeah, it's because more, of the way he's portrayed in popular media. Well, I think it's also the misconceptions between like. I think it's the misconception of people going, well, there's clearly not more to this character because he's so strong and he has all these powers. It's obviously there's like not really much else there. And I've heard people say he's a bad character. And I'm also said, well, you've never read a Superman story then. No, um, see, they're, they're, see, like, they, well, see, if their, if their perception was correct, he'd be sentry. Yeah. But it's, exactly. <laughs> no. you yeah. know? It's like, I mean, the, the whole thing about Superman is, um, like I mean, there are there are some like there are uh, some writers who've gone very uh, who've gone way more psychological than others. Um, like I think, in, in my opinion, the most quintessential Superman book that is a must read if you want to get interested in the character is All Star Superman by Grant Morrison. Yeah. Um, who, by the way, yeah. sorry for interrupting you, is coming to Dublin very very soon. I thought you were going to say completely insane, which is also true. Oh, no. Uh, he, the, the man is absolutely batshit crazy. Read his yeah. book. His book is... Uh, actually, hold on. I'm going to... Gonna, I, I, this is... Read his book. Read, read his, his book. book. Um, okay. No, I want, to get, I want to get the title of this correct. Well, book, you know, but he writes comics. It's like, no. yeah, all right, very clever. He also wrote an autobiography, and he is... He's, uh, he's, he's yeah, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to find the actual name for it. I have read it. Uh, I just want to get the actual title because it's quite long. And so, hold on. Oh, oh and read it. Um, so, there it is. So, uh, super gods. When what uh, vigilantes, miracle mutants, and a sun god, etc., etc., come from. So yeah, uh, it's just called Super Gods. Read that book. It's great. It's one of the best. Also, sorry, Super Gods. What mask vigilante, uh, vigilantes, miraculous mutants, and a sun god from Smallville can teach us about being human. Yeah. So it's been re-released a couple of times. The version I have is very, it's fairly old, but it came out in 2012. This this print on Amazon. Uh, mm. Now it's one of the best runs of how comics work. So it goes from the golden age all the way up. However. Broken in between those are absolutely insane chapters about magic he does in his room, yep. about demons he summoned. Yeah. About um, does it go into alien abduction? It goes into alien abduction. Yeah. It goes into... Because that's how he wrote The Invisibles, which is also yeah. really worth reading because it's basically the... 
uh, he believes it's the story that uh, the Wachowskis ripped off for the Matrix. Um, I don't see that, but you know, yeah, fair play. Um, I think it's because of the idea, the like, there is some level of overlap because like the Invisibles does go into uh, the idea of like the uh, perception of reality is not necessarily uh, may not be necessarily true which is yeah, the same kind of idea but, that there is in the matrix if, and there's also secret but, societies which is also true in the matrix so dude, if the Wachowskis ripped off everything yeah <laughs> they ripped off they like they ripped off ghost in a shell and dark city pretty yeah. much in, they, in they ripped, well, the there's rest. like loads of things they ripped off but like yeah. they ripped off things the same way that tolkien ripped off things yeah, Tolkien like, like, <laughs> pretty much ripped off Wagner and said, "There we go." Yeah, well, nobody Wagner, will know. Wagner and Beowulf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody will know. <laughs> a whole litany of Brothers Grimm's tales. Yeah. Um, so look, it's uh, but so. the thing is, like, a, a pastiche of things is is okay. Yeah. You know, like I love the Matrix. Yeah. Actually, I've got but super you, into listening to the second Matrix yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. Good. But you know, um, like, there's that like. Uh, there's that uh, old adage that you know you rip off one thing, it's plagiarism. You rip off forty three things, it's referencing. So yeah, like, like it's called Harry Potter. Oh, well, hey Harry Potter. You know, it's called a thesis. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why I mention it is because Grant Morrison is mm. probably the quintessential Batman and Superman writer. Yep, pretty much. I now, mean, Frank now, Miller was. Batman. Yeah, and then Frank Miller went nuts. Yeah, uh, no, well, Frank Miller just like did Sin City and then never recovered as a writer. No, 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 he wrote Holy Terror. Yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> no, no, Holy Terror. That's what I mean. That, yeah, that's crazy. That's, yeah, but that, like that's that's Sin, not, that's Sin not City is the de- is the beginning of the end for him as in terms of quality. Yeah, like, true, true. Actually, it's the last you, good thing he wrote. <laughs> like, did you ever did you ever watch the movie The Spirit? Yep, it is atrocious. It's hot garbage, but I love it so yeah. much. But it's, it's Samuel Jackson, Samuel, Samuel Jackson yeah. playing a Nazi. Yep. You're like, what is going on, guys? Yeah. Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson also playing a Nazi, but yeah. they're not actual Nazis. It's just like, what is going on with yeah. this movie? You it's know what? Like, we're we're going to do that's clearly made by someone who's never directed a film before. Because <laughs> he, yeah, he didn't. It was it was the first and it was no second, second um, Frank Miller movie because he directed. Did he write or direct RoboCop 2? I think he directed it. He wrote uh, RoboCop 3. Yeah, then it was his first movie then. Um, No, he he, he never directed anything. Oh, it's crazy. You know, you know what we should do? I mean, we probably if there's a demand, let us know. We'll do it like a commentary track of it for the oh, for new iTunes. It's so yeah. bad our review of it next week. Uh, we'll watch it next we'll watch it for next week. I think <laughs> I'm gonna watch it tonight because it's it's mad. I've never seen the cinema with my girlfriend at the time being like, What is this? This is oh. crazy. <laughs> I love this movie because I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like when you're watching a car accident, and you're like, I can't look away. Yeah. But it's it's absolutely insane. It, like, it's, re- it's really bad when you can come out of a film like that and you can go, you know what? I'm going to just watch something. I'm going to watch something that's a little trashy. Like I need to cleanse my palate with something that's a little trashy because I just need to know that like there's something that you can do better, but not much better. So I'll watch The Phantom. Oh, jeez. Like, yeah. <laughs> but see, the thing is, it's just Samuel Jackson is the wild card in movies because uh, he's, he's been an absolute garbage and he's a good actor but you never well, Chris know Walken's been the same though too because yeah but Chris you Walken's never know what you're going to get with samuel jackson like if it's a high budget movie mm. it's probably going to be okay yeah but he, when he turns up he he can just you know 
Yeah. yeah, look, it doesn't do it justice. I have to watch it again. I'm going to talk about it next week. There's, there's, one thing, there's one thing that, like, you can never say for Sam Jackson, and that is that he, at least, like, you can never say that he doesn't put in effort. Like, <laughs> no, no, he does. And the choices he makes are, like, it was one, and we are running out of time very quickly, but the, a lot of people say in Kingsman he made a really weird choice. No. No, what? he was great in that film. Yeah, he was great. Like it was a good like he was great in the spirit as well, but yeah. watch the choice he chooses in that movie. It's absolutely crazy. But the reason why I mentioned it real quick before we get out of here, Grant Morrison is signing in Forbidden Planet on this on November seventh. Yeah. And that's gonna be unreal. It starts uh I don't think there's a start time, but he is signing uh Green Lantern number one. So I'll be there. Yeah, I think you'll be there. That run's gonna be insane. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Grant Morrison, one of the best comic book writers of all time. Yep. Read his book; it's absolutely crazy. It's madness, but in all the good ways. Brent, before we go, before we wrap up uh, episode eleven of Nerd to No Basis. What would you like to plug, sir? Um, so I'm going to just keep it very simple and plug my Twitter account. That is castbraincast. That's cast underscore brain underscore cast. And um, yeah, that'll be the main uh, thing I'll plug this week. Right on. My plugs are obviously going to be my Twitter at DARWV, D-A-R-R-A-G-H-W-V. And of course, our Apple iTunes feed. You can go to Nerd2NoMedia and all the shows are there best place to go um, or SoundCloud MXCloud all that kind of stuff so until next week guys uh, this has been Nerd Snow Basis we'll talk to you then bye do you like wrestling? then what are you waiting for? Check out the rest of you at the National Desk this Tuesday and every Tuesday on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. with myself, Daryl O'Connor, and my co-host, Reno Rourke, bringing you over 300 editions of the show Encounter. The rest of you at the National Desk, Phoenix 92.5 FM.